Hello everyone and welcome to Embodying Your Higher Self, Tools for Living Consciously. And my name is Michelle Champaka. It's great to have you here today and looks like we've got quite a few people here in the studio. So wonderful. Thank you for coming. And in a moment, <clears throat> excuse me, um, my special guest is coming. Her name is Sarah Cambridge, and she's going to share about her meditation experiences and um, how we can utilize meditation for inner peace. So it's uh, now in these days when things are really challenging for us, I do find that um, meditation has been a, uh, a source of solace for me and allowed me to to have greater peace and and ease in my life. <clears throat> Excuse me, might got to throw a little bit of a tickle here. And so I think if everyone can tap into this practice of meditating, um, it can really, really help you in your life. So just waiting for our guests, just give us just a moment and... Um, Thank you for hanging in there with me, and in the meantime, I'll play some music.
Thank you for your patience and uh, apologies. We were having some technical difficulties, so I'm here today um, with Sarah Cambridge, and um, we're hoping you can hear us clearly. Please let us know. Just drop a drop a Y in the chat box to let us know if you can hear us clearly, and um, then we can just proceed. Uh, we want to make sure that you hear what we're doing. Um, we want to get this message out to all of you. So can you please just do us a favor, go to the little chat box and drop a Y if you can hear us. I'd really appreciate that. Okay. Okay, well, we're going to proceed. Nobody is, nobody is saying anything. I'm just going to assume that you can all hear us. Thank you all, 123 of you, for joining us today. And um, I'm really happy to have Sarah with us. And I, I'm just really excited to hear about your journey and, you know, telling, telling us a little bit about how you ended up starting um, your path with meditation and where it's led you to and what, what, is, what, is, what it's been all about, Sarah. Tell us about that. Hi. Well, so excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. And, yeah, it's been interesting to be thinking about this as I – as I've been kind of preparing for this. So I probably started meditating about 20 years ago. And I think the thing that got me started was I was um, following Abraham Hicks oh. and they came out with their book about meditation or their, their kind of their uh, recordings of their meditation. And that's really what got me started uh, meditating on a daily basis. And then I just started, I probably did that for a couple of years. And then I started exploring other modalities um, uh, I had met somebody who was a transcendental meditation teacher for a long time, and he was now teaching kind of the generic form, which is a Vedic meditation, which is with a mantra. I tried that for a couple of years. And then probably about five or six years ago, I started getting more interested in more of the Buddhist, like the direct Buddhist path. And so I started going to um, looking up, looking for more community also. So I started going to classes and, and I was living in San Francisco at the time. So I was w learning the benefits of group meditation and then, and then, you know, getting more of a formal ed education, kind of the teachings of the Buddha and, um, and more silent meditations. And um, so that's, that's a little bit about my path, but I think it's just, I think the big thing is everybody's going to have different things that resonate. So just to do what to, to um, look for what's interesting to you and give it a try is is I think kind of the, the learning that I have for people absolutely you know and I know my own journey Sarah was like I started off as a Zen um, Buddhist meditator and I was practicing Zen um, meditation more of a Korean the Korean lineage and I can't remember the name of the Korean lineage um, but I really love the simplicity of the Zen meditation. And then I went to Korea, and um, it was quite different. You know, when you're actually in the culture, I met the teacher who was our teacher, the sensei, and um, it was quite a oh eye-opening experience, I want to say, because, you know, it was a what we call the intensive session where you're there and you're doing eating, meditation and sitting and walking meditation you wake up about 4 4 30 in the morning and you end up um, starting your practice very early with bowing practice I forgot about that as well there's bowing there's sitting there's walking meditation and eating meditation and for me I remember thinking what the heck am I doing here 
I had so much going through my head. My head was just like nonstop noise, like monkey mind. I couldn't, you know, I was trying to focus on the breath. Um, in Zen Buddhism, when you're tired, you can actually bend over, which is giving them permission to hit you with a stick on your back. Can you believe this? I was just like, I kept falling asleep. And so I kept bending over and getting whacked. And I was like, what the heck am I doing here? And I was, I had this like screaming voice in my head. And, um, but the interesting thing was after that week when I left, that's when I experienced the peace. Oh. It was after I left the meditation. So I'm sure a lot of listeners out here might be able to relate to the idea of this monkey mind. Tell us a little oh, bit about yeah. how do you deal with the monkey mind? Well, I mean, <clears throat> and I'll just say that this is like the, whenever I end up talking to people about meditation, it's the first thing people usually say to me is like, oh my gosh, I've tried it. It's, I'm not, I'm not a good meditator. My mind is always going. Right. And I think, um, I mean, I, I think anybody who grows up, especially in Western cultures, that is just, we are bred to be thinking and doing a lot. So I, I think one thing that really helped me is hearing early on, like that it's, it's natural and to bring kindness to it. It is not about failure to have the monkey mind, but to observe it and, um, and to learn to pay attention to it without bringing a negative tone to it and uh, and just to be patient because I think we're all, like, I, the way I look at it is I'm so, there's so much compression of energy and stuff in my head so that the meditation, even if it's like spiraling out of your head the whole time you're meditating, it's somehow decompressing your psyche is how I see it. So, um, but that is really one of the benefits that I found of meditating with other people and in groups is I feel like I get so much more of the calmness when I'm with other people. And I've done a couple of week-long retreats, and then it just gets – you just get so deep. So that's one of the beautiful things for me about meditating with other people is I, I get there much quicker. But I, I think one of my favorite metaphors – well, a couple of my favorite metaphors for the monkey mind is that – you know, the mind is like a sky. It's going to be filled with clouds. Mm. Clouds come and go. Storms come and clo come and go. So just just observe whatever is there. And sometimes that may be anger or hurts yes. or frustration. And once in a great while, it will be peace. You know, yes. and it will be calm. But for me, I I just you know I would say I have monkey mind all the time in my meditations. <laughs> and I think for me, I think one of the things that was really had may has has helped to make it a, such a long practice for me is like once I realized early on like this is helpful I know this is really good for my brain like I just never doubted it like I'm just going to do it you know almost every day and not even worry about how successful I feel about it. and I think that's been a real um yeah I think it's been really helpful to let go of that need to evaluate and grade and rank it yes. <laughs> in so far as skills. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. How long have you been meditating, by the way? Well, it's been, you know, it's been about 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, on, on like, you know, almost a daily basis, so for sure. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what, what changes have you noticed in your life, or even in your way of being, in your way of thinking, as a result of, of 
of having a, a meditation practice? What, what have you noticed? What have been the benefits? Well, I, you know, I would say for me it's really paired very closely with therapy and other forms of, I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of a, a lifelong self-help, you yes. know, process. Yes. Well, I, and I think first of all, like I have always been, I was raised Catholic and I was very, very resistant to religious traditions as a child. So I think that um, meditation and, and kind of moving into Buddhism was a really important way for me to access my spiritual nature without all of that weird pressure and stuff around religion, which I have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, conflict with internal conflict and um, and then to I think meditation has really helped me learn to observe my mind and get out of the stories yes and beautiful. and so I think like you know one of the teachers I just consumed the most maybe over the past five years has been Tara Brock who writes a lot she's a therapist and a and a meditation teacher and just talks a lot about anger and and hurt and how you process hurt and um and forgiveness yeah. so there's been um so yeah so that's been super so anyway i think to learn to be with my feelings and accept them and observe them it's been a very gradual process yes, <laughs> really yes. gradual but anyway so i think those are some of the big things thank you for sharing that and i think i think you're right on there i mean i think I always think of that that saying that you know rather than your mind being the master of you, you become the master mm. of your mind through training it through meditation. I used to teach meditation to middle school students, which was very oh my gosh, <laughs> what amazing experience that must be! A very interesting experience because you know of course kids' minds are racing, their hormones mm. are racing, but I I find that you know even just doing simple things like counting the breath has helped me to get out of that monkey mind. It has helped me to come into that place of peace and calm. But I'd love to hear what are some other uh, examples or some other methods that you use of uh, that are easy to share with the audience mm -hmm. that they can start um, uh, bringing into their daily practice. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think, uh, you know, I just want to reflect on this one little story because I, you know, we talked about this about a week ago and so it's been very interesting to watch this topic come up during my meditations. Of course, I'm like, what am I going to say? And then it becomes very like, how am I going to sound? What's it going to sound? How wise can I be? So like learning to observe like, oh my gosh, what's the story I'm telling myself? Yes. What are the expectations I'm putting on myself around this is kind of one piece of it. So I think, um, and today I had a big a project I've been working on kind of wrap up. And so there was a lot of, lot of intensity around that. So I think one of the ways I really love to use meditation is like, what should I do next? And I can get very caught up in all my tasks. I'm a big task, like a list maker. And it's like, oh, I see that I've got a lot of energy around getting all this stuff done. And like, how can I slow down and figure out what is actually really feel like the right thing for me to do yes and then another just and so anyway kind of one piece for me mindful or um meditation like kind of the core piece of meditation is being in the present moment so one yes. of the one of the little tools um that i find myself using is like often when i'm going for a walk or a bike ride i'm starting to process stuff and do my tasks in my head and i'm like oh can i be in the present like what am i 
what is right around me and looking for something that I can identify as beautiful or looking for some synergistic moment. And then I know I'm in the present. And so that is, and I, I did uh, one of the meditation teachers that, that I have followed is actually a brain researcher, and she talks about how there's these two networks in the mind, and when you're, the, 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 the thing that ruminates, it leads to rumination and planning and, um, and that task thing, you cannot be in that mode in the mind when you're actually in the present moment, which is one of your senses, what you're seeing, what you're smelling, what you're hearing. So anything that, or, or the being aware of your breath, or like any of that kind of stuff, like to be in the present means you cannot be planning. So even if, so this is, for me, meditation is often like I'm, obsessing and uh, ruminating for six minutes and then I have 30 seconds of peace and then I ruminate for another three minutes and then I catch myself and I'm like, okay, let me go get peace for 60 seconds and then I ruminate for 90 seconds and then I, you know, so it's like yes. that's, <laughs> that's really what it is. This is, um, I find that, you know, for me, I, li I really enjoy guided meditations and so sometimes if I have too much going on in my mind, I'll put on a guided meditation. Or last night I was in yoga, and so, of course, at the end of the yoga session, uh, the teacher took us into sh uh, Shivasana, is what it's called, yeah, Shivasana. And it, that is the most beautiful experience when you really just let go after doing all this physical movement and your body, when your body is relaxed, it's much easier to meditate. So I find doing a little bit of movement prior to the meditation has really helped me to drop into meditation much more deeply. But if your body is restless, then it's really hard to calm your mind. So that's that's one thing I've noticed anyway. Yeah. Well, and I think um, I, one of the things I've been doing a lot more of since, since uh, the beginning of the pandemic is doing shorter meditations throughout my day. Of course, when I was going to a job, you can't go sit in a room and meditate. But that's one of the beautiful things about, you know, the, the one of the gifts of the pandemic was like having that space and that time to do that. And I found that so helpful yes. for managing my own anxiety. Like I, it doesn't have to be a 20 minute. I start my day with a 20 minute meditation usually. And it doesn't, so then I have this thing like, Oh, it's not 20 minutes. It's worthless. But, but being able to just take five minutes between tasks or between meetings, is like really helpful and decompresses this, the weight of what a meditation should be, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I've also another piece I've also was doing, I've done a lot more guided meditations during the pandemic because I just, yeah. you know, so much has changed in the world and there's so much anxiety and uncertainty and fear. And so I have been doing a lot more guided meditations yeah. too. And, Do you yeah. have any, any particular meditation um, teachers or meditation guided meditations that you can recommend? Well, what I was, uh, I use um, Insight Timer, yes. which is a free app that has, you know, tens yes, of thousands of absolutely. wonderful meditations, and um, and I just, you know, I, it's kind of a mix between trying, the, and they ha now have the lives, and I love the lives because oh. you're in the room with the teacher and whoever else, and and so um, so Tara, one of my favorite things, she has a class 
on forgiveness and not dealt with a lot of anger over the past few yeah. years. So she's like a 10, little like 15, 10, 15 minute classes with, you know, lecture and a two minute meditation. And so she has this wonderful class on forgiveness that I've done about six times wow. and it's been super helpful. But she's, you know, all the big teachers have, or small teachers, you know, so, so many teachers have stuff on there. So I, I love Tara Brock, but... Um, Wonderful. Yeah, Wonderful. so that's one that I really love. Wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I liked what you said about being present because, of course, you know, in all the years I was a Zen, a Zen Buddhist practitioner, I mean, they said everything was a meditation. You know, mm. even doing the dishes was a meditation. And, and even learning to walk so slowly. And it's just about being in the moment. And so that means that everything can be a meditation when we're present. But the problem is we aren't always present. This is the problem, and I think a lot of people are dealing with, you know, anxiety, depression, um, a great deal of fear because of the world situation. Um, I guess I want to know. I think the, I think the listeners would love to know what is the best way to get started. I mean, and when getting started with meditation, that you know, a lot of people are intimidated. They're like you were saying, they they don't feel they can do it, but what? You know, how can we get started? How can mm -hmm. we do this? Yeah. I think the most important thing is to just create a habit out of it. Okay. And all the research talks about that, too. Like, literally, you know, meditate for a minute a day yeah. for a week or a month or however long you feel like, you know. But I think the biggest mistake people make, so do it a minute a day. I say, let's do a minute a day for a week and then make it five minutes a day for a week. And then maybe that's enough, or maybe you want to make it seven minutes. And then, like, you know, if, if you can, you know, not make it too fast. I think one of the biggest mistakes people make, and I've definitely done this, is to try to get your eager, like a whole kind of, you know, resolution, new year, I'm going to really build this habit, go into it too fast and too hard, and then it becomes like a burden. And then you're like, oh, God, I don't want to meditate today. I don't want to do 15 minutes. And if it's not 15 minutes or 20 minutes or 45 minutes, it's nothing. So I think keep a very, very, very low bar okay. until you've really developed the habit. That's that's a really that's a really good tip. And I was thinking um, as well. I don't know if you if you're up for it. I would love for you to take us through a sh very short meditation. Oh, sure. That would be super cool. Something simple, something easy. Yeah. But I would love for people to experience, especially right now. Everybody, everybody's really stressed out right now. Okay, I think. yes. And I think they would love, the listeners would yes, love yes. to experience a moment of peace. So, yeah. Okay, please. let's okay, do it. Let's yeah, do it. Let's sure. Do it. Awesome. Sure. sure. <clears throat> okay, so I would say, everybody, if you, you know, if you can't close your eyes, do it. If you're, if you're driving, please don't, obviously. But I'd say the first thing is take a really deep breath. <gasps> and release it. And if you want to do a couple, that's fine. But just really get yourself, like, be aware of what's happening in your chest, what's happening with your shoulders. Do you want to kind of sit up? Just take a deep breath and close your eyes if you can. And then just follow your breath. Follow your breath for a couple of breaths. Where do you notice it? You know, it's sometimes people notice it in their nose, the air coming out of their nose. I like to kind of follow the breath and try to do a really deep breath down to my chest, do a belly breath. And
and just catch yourself if your mind's if your mind's moving it's totally fine but just like oh my breath where's my breath at and i had a teacher tell me once that it's when you kind of that pause between when you are have you breathed out and you haven't breathed in as often where our minds wander so when you're whenever you're between either at the top or the bottom of your breath just kind of notice that long pause and wait for your body to tell you when it's ready to release the breath or take a new breath. And just think about 100 people right now, this very moment, around the world, doing the exact same thing as you are. It's really powerful to meditate with other people. That's why I love Insight Timer and, um, yeah. All right, so one more big deep breath in. And then open your eyes. Maybe shake your shoulders a little bit or kind of sit up straight. And there we go. Have like a, what was that, 90-second meditation? Well, there you go. Yeah, awesome. It was awesome. But even in that 90 seconds, there's that moment of just tranquility that I could mm -hmm. feel. I could feel my shoulders dropping. Mm -hmm. I could feel my, I was having a little bit of trouble breathing. My breathing got my chest opened up a bit more <clears throat> and um how i mean that's amazing only yeah, in 90 right? seconds right yeah. so imagining having this practice as part of your daily life how much of a difference it can make to help you um stay in a place of calm and centeredness um and the other thing that we haven't talked about i just realized is just how when we are <clears throat> when we are meditating we are actually radiating that out into the world, and it's at, it's it's on this quantum level where we're connecting all of our quantum fields, you know, or that the field of oneness. Some people call it. I call it the quantum field, and we are actually changing future probabilities of what can happen in the world. So we are cultivating and creating peace not only for ourselves but for the world. So you are making a difference in the world by meditating. Mm, I love that yeah, idea. I you, love that idea. You are making a difference. Yeah. My first retreat, I've done two week-long retreats. My first one was a loving-kindness retreat, and it was so powerful because the, the teaching was really like literally, you know, develop that phrasing, that phrasing for yourself. So the kind of classic loving-kindness phrase is, you know, may I be filled with loving kindness. May I, may I be healthy. May I be happy. May I be at peace. And then you do it for another person, a good friend, a teacher, somebody you don't know very well, someone you struggle with, the, the world, the earth. And you know, you cycle through this for an entire week. The instruction was every time your mind is wondering, come back. Spend your entire day cycling through these phases, and it just. But at the end of that week, I was just a complete puddle of love and calm. And it was so amazing to go there and see this kind of, because I was coming in with some anger stuff. And I'm like coming out with this incredible piece. So, wow. yeah, it was such a gift. So anyway, I love, I yes, I especially love this kind of my, one of my key practices is some kind of loving kindness. Beautiful, so, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. And yeah. I'd love to just reach out to the audience. Does anybody have any questions for Sarah? Um, it's just so great to have her here and, you know, please take advantage of her 
many years of experience and her knowledge and wisdom. Please don't be shy. Um, either come into the studio live and I'll, I'll definitely bring you in or just make a little message in the message box. You know, if you're, if you're feeling shy, but this is a wonderful opportunity, so don't be shy and ask as many questions as, as you want. And, um, and I, I hope that <clears throat> today's um, podcast was really, um, really enlightening for you, really helpful for you. And I really, um, my wish for you is that all of you, that you have greater peace and calm in your life. And, um, you know, if you need any help, any support, um, I'm here for you. You can reach out to me at www.spiritweaverjourneys.com. I have a lot of offerings. Um, I also um, do some occasional um, Facebook Lives where I'm going to be doing um, some channelings and meditations. So you can also follow me um, at Spirit Weaver Journeys, my Facebook page. And my Instagram is Spirit Weaver Gal. So I'd love for you guys to reach out if you need support. And thank you so much for being here today, Sarah. Really, it's been great to have you. Um, Sarah doesn't really have any offerings. She just was coming on and just wanted to be a, a support to this podcast and to all of you. So <clears throat> I'd like to give a big hand to Sarah. Um, I don't know that I have the audio things that I have on my computer. Normally we can do some clapping, but um, I'd like to imagine everybody clapping. And uh, thank you so much for Aww, being here Thank today. you. No, it's such a pleasure yeah. and so, so fun to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And good night or good day wherever you are. So much love. And remember, be kind to yourself and be kind to your fellow man. And this world can be a better place. Lots of love. Take care.